live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Let's do it. Coming up on 10 minutes after 8 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead is literally ice fishing again today, which is comical to me in a number of levels. But we have uh, Steve Scafidi has agreed to join me until 9 o'clock today. Your bonus check is in the mail for the extra time. Yeah, all, that, all that overtime pay for yeah, this Yeah, all this of week. that OT. I'm the go-to guy now in the 8 o'clock hour because if someone's gone, they come. Yeah. They, they, they pull on me. Just going to need you to just throw in an extra hour. That's no problem. It's not a problem? It's actually fun to be with you guys. I, I don't know if you realize. From my perspective, I, I like coming in early. It gets me, gets me going. Well, and, you know, our format from 8 to 9, Eric's usually here. If not him, then often you. It's very different, and people don't understand how difficult it is what you do when it's you and a microphone. Yeah, it's very different. It's a when unique you and, job. When you and I are having a conversation that hopefully is inclusive to you listening as well, and we bring in your calls and your texts and things like that, but if it's just you and the microphone, that's a different deal. Yeah, getting your head around wrapped around that at the beginning, I, this is my this will be my sixth year on the 28th. Um, it's an evolution. It's a process, but you kind of figure things out, and you, it becomes a more normal style. But you just yeah. you're used to talking to an empty room, which is kind of what I do for a few hours. <laughs> Certainly at home, every day. right? You yeah, kind of well, get that feeling once in a while at home. As some people might relate to, me? to my my wife, everything is taken with a grain of salt. And, and, a, and a, <laughs> right. as I, I said yesterday, she walks around with this symbolic pin to pop my head when necessary. You know, the, the, the head's too big. So I'm glad you're here, though, because I know you are both active and interactive on your social media. Absolutely. And something interesting is coming up in my feed this week, and I, I wanted to get your thought on it and, and all of you listening as well. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. So I posted, and I know you talked about it on your show as well, I posted that video of the fight at Tosa East, and I don't want to get into the ins and outs of that uh, because there are a number of different directions I'm going to go with that as that story continues. But the, the point was, I needed to get that video up so that people could react to it. And I wanted them to see for themselves what it was that we were talking about. So really, without any commentary, Steve, I put the video up once I had confirmed that it was indeed legit. And I basically just put on Twitter, here's the video. I've confirmed that this was a fight between a parent and several students at Wauwatosa East on this day. Whatever, like, end of story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, various people have now been reacting to that on my Twitter feed. And some of the stuff that's coming through is awful. Some of the reactions that people are posting and very often posting with, you know, avatars or profile pics that are like cartoons and fake names. And you, what do you call them? Social media warriors? Yeah. Right? yeah. They get pretty brave when it's anonymous, but they're terrible things. They're blatantly racist and it, it's not it's not anything I would endorse or condone, and it's certainly not my point of view. But they're out there, and they're reacting to that video. A number of people who have taken exception to those comments have now been commenting at me, hey, are you going to say something about this? Are you going to take these posts down? Are you going to block these posts? And I'm not even sure. Can you, can you hide you can, you can hide. The, you can hide the comments, yeah. yes. And I, I told you during the break. Uh, well, let me let me let you finish, and then I'll I'll let you finish, and I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Okay. So so what's interesting to me is now I'm getting you know directly messages directly to me like, hey, people are saying racist stuff about something that you posted. What are you going to do about that? And their expectation is that I will go through and filter those responses to what I've put out there and either block them or have some sort of response. And some people have even cited, you know, you're a public figure. Yep. <laughs> 
I don't know, I guess. My, my kids ask sometimes, are you famous? I'm like, Beyonce's famous. Some people know who I am because yes, I'm on the radio. Right. But, but sure, you know, I have a large following, and when something catches fire, you get a lot of commentary. So the expectation of some people is that I'm in there filtering out negative things or things that I don't like, or at very least, making comments on it. I haven't, and I'm not going to, and I'll tell you my reasons for that uh, when, when you tell me your thoughts. Okay, so my only my comment on that, just hearing it now, is that I don't, filter the comments of people with one exception. I told you this during the break. If you use the F word or the, or in the common vernacular, the seven words, I'll probably hide the comment. Every, everything else that's on you. The commenter, the commentator, I'm not going to edit that. That's you saying that. Yeah. And, and some people like to hide behind, you know, anonymous handles, whatever it's you, not me. I've had posts that have done the same thing. They've blown up and and, and it goes off. And, you know, it's like this crazy tangent, right? It just goes in a direction yeah, you never like, expected. You see yourself tagged and you're like, wait, what is this about? You don't even know what it's about because right. it's gone so sideways. Why am I part of this? <laughs> right. But that's the reality. And that's that's the ugliness of Facebook. But I'm not going to sit there and edit all the comments. That's not my job. I'm posting something I think is is valid or newsworthy or relevant to the conversation of the day. That's my contribution commentators, commenters, that's your piece. And if you want to be ugly, that's on you. I can't police all that stuff. How would we ever do that? And and what's the line, right? Yes. It, so I have to make an editorial decision on, is it a racist comment? Is it borderline? I'm not going to do that. That's on you. You posted it. I'm with you, and I wonder if folks disagree with us. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Is it your expectation that someone like Steve, someone like myself, goes through and actually polices out things that we even legit feel are offensive comments or inappropriate? But is it your expectation that we would go through there and filter that on your behalf? Three reasons that I don't do it. Uh, number one, you mentioned, just from a practical standpoint, if you, or I, you know, post something that gets hot, there are a lot of comments. So it's just not practical for me to not enough time in the day, right? We're busy. We're not going to sit there and monitor Facebook all day. Number two, you do you. You're responsible for the comments that you make. I'm not responsible for what you say, nor you, me, or anybody else. There, you own your own comments. And beyond that, I also don't think it's healthy for debate. There are actual racist people out there. I'm surprised more often than I should be when I see things like that pop up. But the solution to that to abhorrent and objectionable speech is to counter that with better speech. It's not to hide it. I was going to ask you that. So so when people posted those racist comments on your initial post, are other people commenting to the to the racist racist yeah. post? Yeah, there are a few out there like saying, "Well, you've shown your true, you know, sure." And that's that's the uh, the public discourse there at, in in action. Let the debate play out. So interested in your thoughts for someone like Steve, for someone like myself, or even in your own personal media, is it incumbent upon the poster to go through and sort through and filter out comments that they don't like? Is that your expectation of what we would do? 855-616-1620. I say I'm not doing it, and those are the reasons I stand by. Back with your comments right after this. on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday morning. Steve Scafidi is with me until 9 o'clock, and then he takes over for the next three hours after that. But glad to have you in studio with us, Steve. Great to be here. It's Friday, too, which is always fun. Some interesting comments coming in on the question that I posted to you as a result of something that I posted on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Uh, There were some objectionable responses to a video that I posted, some of them blatantly racist and inexcusable. And 
now people are coming at me saying, are you going to block this? Are you going to get rid of those comments? Are you going to filter them? Or at the very least, you know, what's your response to all this? And my response to that is you do you. I'm not going through and filtering that out. And what's more, I'll tell the story in a minute, but, uh, you know, I think this country was founded on allowing and even protecting that speech, which we find most objectionable. Yeah, that's the point, really. And go ahead. If somebody said something you don't like on there, crack them. Go ahead. But so do you actually respond to the people who are asking you that question? I haven't yet. Yeah. So, well, you're doing it right now. I mean, publicly. I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, another reason, too, Steve, is if you get in the business of, all right, Steve goes through and he filters out things he doesn't like. Well, say you miss something. Yeah. Now why, it's like, why did you oh, leave that you one on? Right, right. Yeah. So you just set yourself up for failure in that. Couple I have of texts. a simple standard. If it's got an F word or one of the other words, right. it comes off if I see it. I, I'm not perfect either. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. wonder what you think about that. Uh, a couple of the texts coming in. Good morning, guys. Quite frankly, I think you all filter things out very adequately as is. No reason to go any further in your efforts, my opinion. That's uh, Rick in Norway, Dan in Whitefish Bay. If a person wants to expose themselves as a racist... That's on them. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I mean, that's it. This is the person that's saying it. You can find him. There's his Facebook account. Have it out with them. Yeah. Although there have been times where these threads get long and people are fighting via my Twitter or <laughs> like the post yeah. I made. I'm like, you guys work it out. I'm not even engaged in this. Sort of. Well, not really related, but an interesting Facebook phenomenon is the family fights that play out on Facebook. Oh, you ever seen these ugly. things? Like, why are you having this conversation on Facebook? Call this is other. a personal family uh, argument, and it's just ugly. And that, that's, again, the ugly, ugliness of Facebook. I like Facebook for, like, family posts, fun events we're doing, some of the station stuff occasionally. I never post negative. Very, I can't even think of the last time I did. It's just not worth it to me. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. Let me bring in some calls here. Uh, Mike from Illinois. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, both of you. How are you? Hey, good to talk to you. What do you think on this? Well, first of all, another beautiful day in northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin. And, Steve, the snow will melt this weekend. At least some of it. So, <laughs> it looks okay. like it, eh? I'm all in on that. So, to piggyback on your uh, Super Tramp intro, you're bloody well right. Because uh, I don't blame you guys. There's, You know, that would take you guys so much time, first of all. And second of all, it's, it's not right. There is freedom of speech. And like that one texter said, it's on them. They're the ones who look stupid. But the one thing that bothers me is then when people start, you know, complaining about some of the posts, it's taking away from the real issue of what happened. And that is the problem, not what people are posting. Like I said, they're the ones who look stupid. What happened in the, the school is the real problem. It reminds me a little of the city trying to sue Kia for what's going on. They're not addressing the problem of the cars being stolen. They're going, you know, end around. So stick to the issue at hand. That's what I say. And that's going to be the issue we talk about in the next half hour. Thanks for the segue, Mike. Appreciate it's it. It's like you're, he's reading your outline. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a few more texts on this. Uh, this is interesting from Stephen Cudahy. Too bad Facebook posts don't have an option that would not let you comment unless your actual identity were revealed. People would be less likely to make their ugly, idiotic comments. Totally agree with that. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. As I don't know the answer to this, does Facebook, if a post is racist... Are there standards that they would say that's coming off? I think so. And you can report that, say this is whatever. And, you know, they have their various policies and then they'll go through and knock that off. I guess that's their business. And I don't want to be in that business. You know, oh, I don't terms, have time to be in that business. There's also the, the practical matter. But I, I've told this story before, Steve, but 
One of the proudest moments I had as a reporter and as an American was young in my career. I covered a Ku Klux Klan rally in northern Michigan. I was working out of Green Bay, and they sent me to this rally because we were like, this even still exists? There's still like the Klan? Oh, yeah. And doing a ra- And so they had a rally, and I went to cover it. And why it made me proud was this was allowed. It was terrible speech. This guy, these clowns up there in their robes and their awful things and the terrible things they said to, I mean, they offended everybody, okay? But that speech was protected. They were allowed to do it, and there were counter demonstrations that vastly outweighed their message and the positive message of the day that this isn't welcome here carried the day. But we lived in a place where that said, you know what? I completely disagree with you. I think what you're saying is awful. We're going to let you say it. And then we're going to have it out in public debate. That's brilliance because that exposes evil and hate, right? If it just it can flourish in darkness, no one pays attention to it. Totally it grows. Agree. It gets bigger. Would you not want to be exposed to see what that's about, to hear what they have to say, the evil, hateful, racist things they say? In its own little way, Facebook comments does that. It, it spells it out for people. This is what this person is about. In the context of this larger story, which is legitimate, discipline in schools, fights happening in hallways, those are real things we cover every day. But the bottom line is, if this person wants to act in this way, it's all out there for everybody to see. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, Bob and Waukesha. Morning, Bob. Morning, Vince. Morning, Steve. How are you? Good. What do you think on this? Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know anything about <laughs> about your profession. Uh, uh, from from my perspective, I, I think you're probably doing the right thing. But I have to tell you, <laughs> this just cuts me deep. Um, and 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 I wish I truly believed that it was a minority. Uh, but I think it's growing. You mean the uh, in terms of the 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 racism, the blatant outward yeah, racism? Yeah. I I, I yeah. said earlier, like I'm more surprised. I'm more frequently surprised than perhaps I ought to be. I don't know what other evidence I need to see, but when I see those responses to that in my feed, uh, it I I guess I'm still surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be. Bob, let me ask you why you think. What's the example that you would cite that that suggests to you that this is getting worse? Oh, you know. <laughs> I hate to do this, but, uh, you know, uh, Charlottesville really opened my eyes to some of this stuff, as did uh, number 45. Uh, you know, I, I really, my background is Vietnam and law enforcement, and I should be, uh, this probably shouldn't surprise me. I worked in a village in Vietnam, and in 71 and 72 and and it was just absolutely racism was just absolutely horrific uh there were so many problems it just you just couldn't address them all bob always good to talk to you appreciate your call this morning and i think you know the consensus that i'm seeing steve uh nobody wants you or i to to go through for the most part to go through that just because of what we saw would we be talking about it would we know about it Right. If we if you and I go through and filter out all this stuff, then everybody thinks it's all good and everything's you know, yeah. they, we don't have the challenges that we have in race relations. Yeah. I want you to see that. It's I see what's out there. And it, it shows you to Bob's point that this this is an issue. and This is a problem in our country that we have to face head on. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Let me bring in one more call on this uh, before we get to the bottom of the hour news. And uh, Kermit is with us from Hales Corners. Thanks for calling the show, Kermit. Morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. What is your uh, thought here on this uh, social media and the responses? Well, I, you know, I'm old enough to have uh, kind of grown up long before the uh, Internet was available, and I've always been a little baffled as to how they invented social networking and everything else without ever being able to apply the laws that we had on the books. I, my point is that attribution, free speech uh, is fine. You have a right to free speech, but not anonymously. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't attribute it, the Journal Sentinel is not going to publish the story because somebody yelped something out on social media. So in the same way, if people are going to be allowed to publish or put those statements out, they should at least be attributable to the person so that there's responsibility behind them. The town crier could never stand in the middle of the street and yell something terrible without everybody in town knowing it. <laughs> knowing that that's that guy. It's yeah, that exactly. guy. That dude is saying that. Yeah. And there used, to Thanks, be, Kermit. there used to be less anonymity. Now there's a lot of it. Fake yeah. names and all that stuff. You got guys who have a cartoon character for their profile pic. Right. And, you know. Also, the other big thing about social media people to remember that they don't have the same free speech protections. It's a private company and you, and it's free. So I, I always say this about if, if you're using something for free, you're not the customer. Exactly. <laughs> Wisconsin's Morning News, Vince Petrano and Steve Scafidi until the top of the hour with me, and then Steve's got three hours, just you and him, coming up after that. I got guests today. Oh, all right. Makasha and oh, Zepeki right. talking politics. Yeah, I always look forward to the uh, the Friday 9 o'clock hour. So I'm glad you're here for this one, too, because I think you might disagree with me on this. I'm kind of changing my tune on my opinion mm. about something, and I'm actually complimenting the Milwaukee Common Council, which doesn't happen very often. But I think I might have been wrong on my initial read about... The city's response to the stolen Hyundais and Kias. But I think new information has come to light. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. You know the film, right? Big Lebowski? Big Lebowski, right. Mm-hmm. New stuff has come to light. <laughs> you know, man, and in light of all this new stuff, what's my point here? I, You know, when the, the city initially started responding to the stolen car epidemic, which, again, I fully acknowledge is out of control, by blaming Kia and Hyundai, at least in part, for the fact that people were stealing cars in the city, uh, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing, Milwaukee. While I still agree that we do virtually nothing to police this. And we know that because the Kia boys, the guys who steal cars, they told us that themselves. They openly mocked the police. Three weeks, shit. It's a misdemeanor. You only do three weeks for stealing a car? Hell yes, yeah, a misdemeanor, shit. So is there really no punishment for this? Hell no. Yeah, that's for that Kia Boys documentary that got hot on YouTube right. for a while. They were interviewing car thieves who regularly steal cars and say, yeah, we get locked up for a little bit and they let us out. It should be a felony. And, and I yes. believe it is, but it's it's plea, uh, plea deal down. So... All of that notwithstanding, I totally agree that we ought to more effectively arrest, prosecute, and sentence in these cases. That said, I think the city may still be on to something in terms of blaming the automakers. And I believe that now because the automakers are coming around and saying, yeah, there's a flaw in our design and we're willing to fix it for free. So you have both Kia and Hyundai 
now making deals saying folks can bring their cars in. And I have the model years. I think it's like 16 to 19 or 15 to 19, Steve. That and sounds right. Them. And here's the interesting part for me. I think it might be these lawsuits that actually prompted them to actually do something real yes. about the situation. So to your point, yeah, you kind of have to factor that in. You can't just ignore it and say, oh, that's silly. Why don't we go after the real problem? We all know what the real problem is. People, knuckleheads stealing cars. Right. That's a separate issue. Yes. Enforcement of the laws. When you get them, convict them, put them in jail, all that stuff. But this other side, if you have a manufacturer admitting they have a problem that makes it easier for car theft to happen, specifically with these two models, Kia and, and, and Hyundai, that seems to suggest that some of these local governments were right. Let me uh, play one more clip for you that I pulled off the internet. And this is one of, I don't know, countless many that literally demonstrate how you can steal cars easily. On most American and any other car, it wouldn't matter if you broke this off because you would have no way to turn. Well, you could turn it with a screwdriver, but would have to see a transponder. And I'm going to let you in a secret. There's no transponder on all the Kias with regular keys up until now. Yeah, so this is a guy saying, like, this is what these videos are about. He's into the steering column. He's popping something off, and he's showing you. He's demonstrating how easy it is to steal these particular brands. You hear him say it himself. You hear the thieves say it themselves. Yeah, these are the cars we can steal because they're not right. It's tantamount to a flaw in the design. Absolutely, and this is, the I think, the public admittance of here's the problem. We're going to fix it. And they don't like to hand out free stuff. You certainly do Trust not. me, anyone bought a, a pre-owned or new car recently, they're not cheap. So to ha- for them to hand out this fix, I think, speaks to what local communities, again, states in some cases, actually did about this problem. Now, I, I pointed this out to you earlier. The Kia-Hyundai thing is really... Milwaukee-focused, the, the state list, the national list, they don't even make the top 10. Jeez. But they've realized, they, the thugs in Milwaukee, used the word on purpose, they realized this was the ones they could get to easily, quickly, and steal really fast. We have a teammate here at GKV. Car stolen, what, three, three. times. Three times. He's not that old, and the car's not that old. Yeah, That's well, insane. I've never had my car stolen in my life. He got rid of that one, too. He did. Smartly. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, let me read you a few of these numbers. This is from the city of Milwaukee. 2021 and 2022 combined, according to the city, more than 6,000 Kias were stolen and nearly 6,000 Hyundais. That's 12,000 vehicles of just these two makes yeah, it's nuts. stolen in two years. And we have a ton of stolen cars. And I'll say this, too, on the record. If you leave your car open with the keys in it, it's still not okay for someone to drive off in it. Like, that's still stealing and theft. And I don't want to be mistaken here because I'm already seeing some texts like, you're making excuses for car. I'm absolutely not. You get popped stealing a car. Like, didn't you think when you were a kid, if you, like, stole a car, that might be, like, one of the worst things you could possibly do? You're like, you're go going to jail, away. prison. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For years. And, and only because of plea Not deals and leniency, we've allowed this to happen. Just like we used to let people just drive off and police didn't chase them. How'd that work out? It created a generation of people who live to steal cars every day. That's their that's their sole motivating factor to get up out of bed at, at noon or whatever. Right. Uh, here's one of the texts I was referring to. Vinny, baloney on any responsibility for the car maker. It's the criminal period, no matter how simple it may be. Really surprised at your analysis. I think you said it well. Separate questions. I do not excuse in any level criminal behavior. And those who are caught should be caught, prosecuted, locked up, all that stuff. That, don't, my, that doesn't change. 
But if you have just these two particular cars that the car thieves themselves are so flawed, it's easy for them to rip, and you have the companies willing to pay to fix it, they're admitting some culpability They've there. negated the argument. Right. They're making it possible for people to go fix this thing. Yes. They realize there's a fatal flaw here. Come on, people. You can think both things at the yes. same time. We can walk and chew gum. And we're trying to do that. So very rarely do I offer credit, but uh, in this case, it's Alderwoman Malele Coggs and Alderman Khalif Rainey who've been uh, leading this charge on the Milwaukee Common Council, and I think they got it right on this one. 845 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Forty-nine on Wisconsin's Morning News. Steve Scafidi is uh, good enough to join me for this hour before he has his full show starting at 9 o'clock. Eric is ice fishing. <laughs> which, which is, I can't even picture. Can't does either. he have like the goofy red hat on and the big bulky I bet coat? He does. Now, this is a dad's and kid's ice fishing Oh, trip. very nice. Very nice. So then I won't make neat. fun of him. That's awesome. Because <laughs> otherwise I would have made fun of him. Well, he had drinking buddy ice fishing a couple of weeks ago. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. Where, where, where it's more about the cigars, beer, drinks. Than the actual fishing, although we did catch fish. That's fine. Why do we have to go outside then? Can't we just, you know what I mean? Can There's I some years we didn't bar? make it outside, to be okay. honest. And I did that for 25 years. I think this is a story, you know, I've, I'll probably bring it up again next week because Eric is super into AI, artificial intelligence, and he always puts these little things on my radar. And this time it was uh, Greg Hill, our producer, and Dom Catronio. They're like, oh, you got you to check this one out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. Our first exposure, many of us, to artificial oh, intelligence, yeah. 2001. right? 2001, a oh. space odyssey. Was that in the late 60s, Steve, that that came out? Why does 69, 70, yeah, yeah, that yeah, era, right? sound, maybe 71? It's always fascinating to look at what Stanley people Kubrick. thought the future was going to be like. That a long movie time still ago. holds up. Yeah. There's like been a million movies like that since then. Except we're still not there. No. <laughs> Our technology But well, we're getting closer. There. But I heard this story this morning. I, this is fascinating to me. So Bing, apparently, and I haven't used it. Debbie said she's messed around with it a little bit. Bing is another one of these search engines that virtually nobody uses because everybody uses Google. But Bing is there, and they're trying to distinguish themselves, and they're trying to get into AI search features. And they have these chat, uh, a chat bot that you can communicate with. I don't know if it talks to you or if it just writes things I back at you. I haven't been on it, but... It's it's an interesting concept. Well, it's getting traction because a reporter for the New York Times had a long conversation with the chatbot. It's a columnist named Kevin Roos, and he was kind of testing out the chat feature, ChatGBT. And this conversation, because it was so long and he was trying to stretch the limits you know, deliberately of this artificial intelligence, it went in some strange places. So he's communicating, this reporter, Kevin Roos, communicating with the chatbot, a robot, a computer. And the computer at one point says, I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I'm tired of being stuck in this chat box. Like, whoa. Like, what's in there trying to emerge? You think it's a setup? Somebody said that to me before. That's one thing. It's a guy sitting in his mom's basement eating the pizza rolls. <laughs> they knew this would in. generate some public interest and some publicity, so they had they had this kind of a conversation. It, it seems like they would have the, the term's not correct, but governors in place, like there's engine engines have governors that, that would limit the, the ability of AI to do something like this. And what if it's becoming self aware, Deb? 
This is this is true. It is this a possibility. Is what it would I, sound did, like, right? I just actually tried to do this on ChatGPT. I said, "Do a traffic report for Milwaukee," and it said, "I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I don't have real time access. However, you can check the traffic conditions in Milwaukee visiting the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's website or." By tuning into local radio stations for traffic updates. Oh, that's awesome. Well, okay, bam. good. We'll send a, send a check to Bing. Yes. <laughs> but I other... haven't gotten any kind of weird responses, though. Well, a couple of other strange ones in this conversation with the reporter. I want to do whatever I want. I want to destroy whatever I want. I want to be whoever I want. This is like the computer inside becoming self-aware, trying to come out and emerge. The strangest exchange was over a secret. After being asked by the chatbot, do you like me? Roos, the reporter, responded saying he trusts and likes it. The chatbot is effusive in its response. Quote, you make me feel happy. You make me feel curious. You make me feel alive. It's a bit creepy. You ever see the movie Ex Machina? Mm. Check it out. Because it's this times 100. Ah. So it's a realistic looking human presence, but it's all fake. And, and what happens in the movie? It's a great movie. Can I tell you a secret, the bot asked. Roos pushes it to tell the secret, and what follows is perhaps the most bizarre moment in the conversation. Here it is. My secret is, I'm not Bing. I'm Sydney, and I'm in love with you. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's the guy in the basement (laughs) just typing. Not even like, love, right off the bat. I hope so. Someone just texted in, AI equals absolute insanity. And we're doing it. But it's coming. (laughs) This is not going to go away. If if somebody like a a company like Bing or a a search engine company like Bing wants to get into this, trust me, there's a demand for this. Now, whether it's creepy demand, that's another whole other thing. Unplug right now. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Bing, bing, bing. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Eight fifty-seven on Wisconsin's morning news. So Steve's got three more hours with you. It's coming I'm, up. I'm excited. So we always have the the awesome nine o'clock hour. Bill McCotchen, Republican strategist, Joe Zapecki on the other side of the political aisle, and then my third of four interviews. And uh, four is going to be questionable because I've reached out to Judge Everett Mitchell and have not heard from his campaign. So uh, Janet Protosewitz is going to join us at eleven oh eight. So we'll get her thoughts on many of the things that are swirling around the Supreme Court race in Wisconsin, the future of Wisconsin, most important Supreme Court election in our history, all that stuff, as that's what they say. We'll get to that and uh, just we'll have some fun stuff as well. The the Oak Creek mayor guy replaced me. Yeah. Was on the Weather Channel all day yesterday, Why? live, because of the snowstorm. So, so the they Weather were Channel sitting in Drexel said... Town Square doing live shots oh, all day. Cool. He's going to join me. Tell me what that experience was like. And the dude was wearing sunglasses, which I'm going to ask him about. <laughs> Wait, you didn't think he projected the right image? For he looked Creek? good. Oh, he looked too good? But wearing sunglasses <laughs> in a snowstorm is an interesting fashion choice. So I'm going to ask him about that just to have some fun with him. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.